This morning, for all of us that are gathered, I want to take a short time to help those of us who already believe in Jesus to recognize and welcome the rivers of the Holy Spirit that flow within you. From Jesus, the living water, the source of the river. I also want to help those of you who do not believe in Jesus to realize this work of our triune God in the third person of the Trinity, the person of the Holy Spirit. As we prepare to come in just a short time to seek prayer and anointing for spiritual empowerment that Pastor Andrea has just spoken of and practice with Joanna Ng, it is vital that we recognize and welcome this work of the Holy Spirit. In John 7, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures say, rivers of living water will flow within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I invite you to turn with me to the end of the Bible, to Revelation 21 and 22, where the Apostle John receives a global cosmic vision to encourage churches of his time and our time. This vision is called a revelation. It is a revelation of Jesus, by Jesus, about Jesus. If you're using the Pew Bibles in front of you, you can find this vision on the last couple pages of the Pew Bibles. Over this last weeks, as part of this river series, we have considered this vision by Jesus for the benefit of his church. Two weeks ago, Pastor Joy looked with us at Revelation 21, the first verses, where we see five realities Jesus as reigning king is bringing to full expression. Last week, TV Thomas had us look at Revelation 5, where we see how Jesus is scattering and gathering the nations so they might seek him and worship him. I urge you to take time to listen to all the messages that are part of this river series, which has been helpful to many of us and has impacted me as well deeply. As I continue with this vision from Revelation 21, I need to correct something deeply formed in the minds of many of us that might prevent us from recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit flowing in your life now. And this is the correction. This vision of Jesus given to John by Jesus about Jesus in the book of Revelation is not only for the future. This vision was given by Jesus about Jesus to encourage the church in that day and today. It is a vision that speaks of what is real in Christ now 
and even more forever. We see this clearly in the opening greeting of this book found in Revelation 1. Look at what it says. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler, the present ruler of the kings of the earth. He continues, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve presently his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So we see that this vision is what is real in Jesus for believers now. As many of you know, we delight at First Alliance Church to gather around Jesus through his word. We invite you to join many, not join, join, don't join many, join one of many such gatherings. In one such gathering, God has graced me over the last six months to meet monthly with one of you to read aloud the book of Revelation, then journal quietly, and then discuss between the two of us how this vision encourages us to be a faithful witness to Jesus, who is the faithful witness. We found this so deeply satisfying, I would encourage you to do the same. With this in mind, I would like to invite you to stand with me and read aloud this vision in Revelation 21 and 22. Well, you will need your Bibles for the message. I have put it on slides so we don't lose each other with our different translations and likely different languages. So if you would stand and follow along with me. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the lamb is its lamp the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it on no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it nothing impure will ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, 
and they will reign forever and ever. You may be seated. Well, there are many glories we might consider in this vision given by Jesus. I want very simply to prepare us, guided by two questions. First, what do we learn about the river from this passage? And second, how can this vision of the river help those of us who believe in Jesus to recognize and welcome this work of the Spirit flowing in our lives? And for those of us, again, who are not Christians, my hope is the Spirit will enable you also to recognize what is real in Jesus for your life. So what do we learn about the river from this passage? Notice as you look in your Bibles four things that, the, that John is given about this river. First, at the beginning of chapter 22, we notice that this river has a name. Jesus calls it by name the river of life. This is the river Jesus talked about to the woman at the watering well in Samaria in John 4 saying to her, whoever drinks this water from this well will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The river in this vision of Revelation 22 is the river of eternal life. It is a river clear as crystal. It is a river you can drink deeply from and be satisfied completely. Notice something else about this river. It flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. As we have seen during the river series that the source of this river is God, we see also that the source of this river is Jesus, the victorious Lamb of God. And in this vision, where do we see God and the Lamb of God? In Revelation 21, verse 22, we read, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. In the vision of the river in Ezekiel 47 that we spent a couple weeks looking at, we considered over these weeks uh, this river flowing from the temple, from the holiest place in the temple, the Holy of Holies, beginning as a trickle flowing evermore as a widening river that makes dead things alive. Only the high priests could enter the most holy place of the temple. But in the vision that Jesus gives John for the church today, the city is the temple of God's dwelling, the place of his presence. And those who believe in Jesus stand in God's presence as a kingdom of priests. Remember the words of Revelation 1 repeated throughout Revelation. To him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. Also notice that this river flows down the main street 
of this great city. John writes, flowing down the middle of the great street in the city. This river of God is not a peripheral matter for our Christian lives. It is not a river to contain, to put up sandbags to keep out. This is a river that touches everything, every aspect of our life, every facet of God's creation. So this river, we see, has a name, the river of life. This river flows from the throne of God and of Jesus, the victorious Lamb of God, by whose sacrifice we now stand in his dwelling as priests in his presence. And this river flows down the main street of our lives, touching all aspects, leaving nothing untouched. But notice something else awesome about this river. It produces abundant life. Jesus promises, I have come that they, that we may have life and have it to the full. He then continues, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus gave his life on the cross that we might have abundant life. And look at the abundant life portrayed in this vision. On each side of the river is the tree of life. In Genesis 2, we read in his creation, God placed in the middle of the Garden of Eden two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When Adam and Eve then ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God banished them from the garden with this concern, we read in Genesis 3. And the Lord God said, the man must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. God was deeply concerned that humans would live forever in their sin and thereby separated from the presence of God's holiness. That is not the vision of Revelation 21 and 22. Through his sacrifice for our sins, we are invited to eat. Eat from him who is the tree of life, from him who is the source of the river of life. God knew in the garden that only through the sacrifice of his son could humans eat the tree of life eat from the tree of life and live the eternal life God created us to experience in fellowship with him. And look at this life. Abundant fruit produced in us by the Holy Spirit, bearing 12 crops of fruit. Fruit flowing all the time from us instead of sin, yielding its fruit every month. And, and leaves that heal the deepest wounds. The leaves bring healing to individuals, to marriages, to families, to relationships, communities. And the passage says clearly, to and for the nations. What a river the Holy Spirit gives us the eyes to see. This is the river of life the river of the Holy Spirit that flows now and from those who believe in him. So, second question. How can this vision of the river help those of us who believe in Jesus? 
to welcome and recognize this work of the Spirit flowing in and from our lives. Let me first of all say something to those of you who do not believe in Jesus this morning. Jesus said, to those who believe in me, out of them will flow rivers of living water. He said it, and that's what he does. If you are one who does not believe, the Spirit's work in your life this morning may be to show you ways in which you are thirsty and the possibility that he might satisfy your thirst. It may be that the work of the Spirit in your life is to give you understanding of Jesus that you might consider belief in him. And yes, it's also possible this morning that the Spirit of God is leading you to be born again such that you might believe in Jesus. Jesus is giving you an invitation to come to him, accept his invitation, to drink from his river of eternal life. You will not be disappointed. And for all those of us who do believe in Jesus, how can this vision of the river help us to welcome and recognize this work of the Spirit flowing in us so that we come for prayer and anointing with greater expectation. Let me suggest very briefly four ways this can help us. First, this vision can help us recognize that the Holy Spirit lives in you as a river flowing out of you. That the Holy Spirit lives in you as a river flowing out of you. As a believer in Jesus, you do not come for prayer this morning as one who needs the power of the Spirit from outside of you. The Spirit of God is within you. So as you come, I invite you to pray, Lord Jesus Christ, empower me to recognize the flow of your Spirit within me. May your river flow down the main street of my life not simply as a trickle in the corners. May your river fill every facet of the eternal life I have in you. Second, this vision calls us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the source of the river. Secure in his sacrifice by which he has purchased you to stand in God's presence and to serve him as part of his kingdom as priests, not as outsiders, not as strangers, not as second-class citizens, but as priests in his kingdom, in his presence. Jesus has not only died for your sins to purchase you for God, Jesus has made you to stand in his grace as priests serving him. In Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 22, we read, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, 
and with the full assurance that faith brings. Jesus, our great high priest, has made the way to enter the most holy place through the sacrifice of, on the cross. This is the place where the Christian lives. Let us draw near to him. Third, this vision dares us. It dares us to welcome the Holy Spirit, to bring Christ's eternal life to all aspects of our life. The river of the Holy Spirit touches everything. Are there nagging sins that you wish were not there? The Holy Spirit is showing you that you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. He is showing you that he is the power in you to say no to sin and yes to eternal life. Is there a lack of Christ's fruit in your life? A lack of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? The Holy Spirit is showing you that this lack does not need to be yours and is inviting you to welcome his power for him to produce this fruit in you. Is there numbness to God? Indifference to God? Even boredom with God? The Holy Spirit is showing you that this numbness is not from God and is growing in you a hunger and thirst to pursue his righteousness. Is there an increased appetite to draw near to God? The Holy Spirit is empowering you to draw near with confidence and boldness to find in him grace and mercy to face your deepest challenges. Is there the desire to be a more faithful witness to Jesus in your attitude, in your actions, in your words, at work, at school, at home, at play? The Holy Spirit is bringing you this desire and refining you to reflect the glory in whose presence you stand and whose face you see. Are there areas of your life, rooms of your house, where you are realizing your need for healing? The Holy Spirit is showing you this need and promising his healing in those areas of your life. Welcome the Holy Spirit to flow into the every area of your life. And finally, this vision commands us. It commands us to welcome the Holy Spirit, to empower us to join Jesus in his missions of healing to the nations. The river of the Holy Spirit is not meant to be bottled, to be kept private. It is not only for our individual benefit, for experiences of the Holy Spirit. It is meant to flow from us outwards into the world where Jesus has placed us and where he goes before us. This vision commands us to pray. Lord Jesus, empower us to join you in your healing extended to every nation, every people, every tribe, every nation, language. Empower us to welcome the nations to see your light and to walk in your light. As many of you know, we have been involved in 40 days of prayer. On Monday through Wednesday, ending this past week, some of us were able to gather in the mornings 
to be led by the Spirit shaped by a section of the Gospel of Luke. Many times as we gathered, as we prayed simply together, one phrase, one sentence, one thought, so that the Spirit might lead us to build on one another's prayers, the river of the Spirit of God rose up within us. The Spirit of God as a river rose up within us to welcome this healing work of the Holy Spirit among us and into the communities where Jesus has placed us and called us. As we now come to Jesus for anointing and prayer, for spiritual empowerment, may the Holy Spirit use this vision from Revelation to expand our capacity to recognize and welcome and desire this flowing river of God, this flowing river of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have been brought near to God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let us dare to draw near.